Hi, this is Steve from Retro Man Blog, and uh, welcome to this little special uh, edition of Retrosonic Podcast. Um, and I've relocated the studio to Rockingham Road, the suitably named Rockingham Road. This sounds like something out of Fab FM, smashing and nicey. I'd never thought of that actually. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm here with Lee Higgerty. Hello, Lee. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the Dolphin Pub in Uxbridge. Yes, great. A uh, spiritual home of all sorts of peculiarity. Yes, that's great. So you might hear a little bit of background noise. So we'll see how this goes. Um, and hopefully it won't uh, interrupt the enjoyment of our little chat with Lee. So, Lee. Yeah, the, the dancers don't come on for another half hour, so <laughs> we should be all right. No, us two included. Yeah, but you have to join in. It's, it's yeah. in the contract. You did check the contract, didn't you? It's, I in, did. it's in the contract. I did, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, sorry about the background noise, everybody, but it's going back to our old days of the Retrosonic podcast when we have Paul Slattery's log fire spitting in the background or us oh, eating crisps oh, and things like that. You oh, know, very, and, very, uh, you very, know, very professional. Semi professional. You know, it's all to create the atmosphere of being in a pub. Well, we are really, aren't we? And it's outside. one of those old BBC sound effects records yeah. that's going in the background. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, Lee, as, um, thanks. This is our second chat with Retro Sonic. We did a great um, special edition with you a while back with um, when you went and looked at all the influences on your career. Right. Yeah, I remember, yeah, it's great. Um, it very back very enjoyable. And of course, we know you now as uh, guitarist with Ruts DC. Yes. And probably the reason I wanted to get you here today was uh, this new outfit, Wingmen. This is peculiar this development. Sudden development, which <laughs> has been yeah. taken the country by storm. Well, uh, that's, that, that actually feels as though we might have. I mean, yeah. it seems strange now. I mean, it's, uh, as, as with all tours, t- two weeks later they seem like they were a lifetime ago. Yeah. But um, yes, this one was uh, remarkably successful. Uh, mm. We did nine shows uh, across uh, Britain. Uh, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I got told off for saying Britain. Across England. Oh, yes, I, um, I, yeah, I must interrupt and say you didn't go to Scotland. I had a couple of people no. say you didn't make it to... I mean, Glasgow, you would have gone down a storm in... Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, to give you a bit of background on, on, on how the tour came together, um, we were... Um, I'm sure we'll talk about how the band came together as well, but the tour was, was, was quite hastily arranged, and it came about... Uh, there was a chance of a show at the uh, Concord Two in Brighton. Uh, Fozzie, uh, who books the gigs there, is a good friend of Marty, who plays drums in the band. And he kind of, from what I can gather, I'm not sure whether Martin asked him for a gig or whether he just said, I've got a gig, do you want that group of yours to play it? And the idea came up, and it turned out that if we worked backwards from the date he had, which I think was the 29th or 30th, near the end of January, uh, Paul was due to start rehearsing with the Damned at the start of February for their uh, March European shows. Uh, it turned out if we worked backwards from that date, we, we had... Uh, 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 what I believe is called a window ah, right. or a window of opportunity yes, when the yes. four of us and it was only four of us at that point yeah. uh, were all available yeah. so I finished the ruts to the start of December um, uh, Martin had done a few bits with mopeds mm. and, and, and Paul was around so it was actually a chance for us to yeah. possibly get together now we're talking about no, October, November here. So it was yeah. very hastily arranged. Well, it was, wasn't it? Because yeah. I mean, the album came out. Um, well, it, I mean, we're sidetracking a little bit. I'm, I'm, yeah, we're sure. assuming that everybody has been into Double H Smiths and seen on the shelves the new Viva La Rock with you plastered all over the cover of it. And yeah, uh, and I said this tour has been really successful. But Wingmen is yourself, yeah. Lee Hegarty from Rutz DC, and um, Price, Baz Warren. 
from the Stranglers? Or yes. The Toy Dolls. Toy Dolls. A while back. And Small Town Heroes, of course, was the other band that I have a recollection of seeing him in. Very good. Marty Love of um, Case and Johnny Moped on the drums. Yes, that's Marty. And Paul Gray of The Damned on the bass and Eddie and the Hot Rods. Eddie and his Hot Rods, yes. Yeah. And for the live dates, you've got in um, Rob Coombs and Supergrass to play keyboards. Yes. Another wingman, of course. Another person, because you know this brings into the idea of this that, that all the members in the band are in yeah. bands that perhaps people have heard of, but that they're not the founder or most recognisable members yeah. in those bands. Yeah. And I so. must I must apologise in front of you to say because you might have read on retromanblog.com my glowing feature, which I was blown away by the album and the gig I that I saw, it. and I did say that although this word supergroup has been banded around in all the reviews I did say they're probably not what I would call a supergroup but I meant that in a nice way <laughs> so oh, before you, you throw your beer over me did you? Um, um, and no. I think I think you'll get where I'm coming from because you called yourself wingmen yeah, and sure. I think that was the whole point was that as you said you're, you're all members of these bigger bands if I can yeah, say yeah, absolutely, but yeah. not founder members um, maybe the unsung heroes of the bands and I think you've quite self-deprecating I think called the band Wingmen yeah I think Baz actually came up with the, the name we were looking for a name that did exactly that we wanted something that was perhaps reflected that idea and I think Sidemen was one that Sidekicks yeah, yeah that was there, there was yeah. all things like that um, um, Baz just what said just suddenly just sort of went Wingmen Mm. And we thought, well, there must have been a band called The Wingmen. And we looked around a bit, and there's a couple of covers bands and things like that. Mm. But we thought we'd kind of tough it out and yeah, drop yeah, the yeah. the. So it's just Wingmen, although that might appear at some point. You know, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But we just thought, you know, it, it was appropriate for, for, for the way the, the, um, the band came together and, and kind of kind of seemed to suddenly emerge, although we'd been working on it for a little while in, uh, yeah. in, in our subterranean garret yeah. that we work in. But I did, I did try and, not that I'm looking at that point that you're going to throw at me in a minute, I did try and quantify what I was saying by, by, by mentioning that all of you have actually had quite a big impact on the bands that you were in, from, from my point of view. So, for yeah. example, with the Ruts DC, with you joining Ruts DC and, bec- and reverting to a three-piece releasing two fantastic albums recently your input has been invaluable I think to the band I hope so yeah I mean that's, that's and uh, you've, you've had this sort of your second lease of life with, 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 um, if I can say that yeah absolutely Baz with the Stranglers I mean I was a big Stranglers fan as I say from way back and like I mentioned in the, in the feature that I'd been bored with the Stranglers even before Hugh left I know you mean and when Baz joined, they reverted back to the, the, the traditional lineup. Yeah, the Fighting Four kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it was, and you we, had we the, the Sweet yeah. Sixteen album. It was fantastic. I think again, I'm probably not the only fan that's got back into them. Absolutely. Likewise with the Damned, I think Paul Gray got back, and they did that Rockfield Files EP, which was great because I loved his music. Yeah, absolutely. And what was the Stand on the Edge of Tomorrow? You know, all yeah. those that been just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he gave him a, 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 a kick, a, a lease of life a, as well. The, the proverbial but again, I'm only kick. talking yeah. my personal no, opinion, but. Uh, and Marty Love has been in Johnny Moped and Johnny Moped's had a resurgence as well recently with yeah, some great very, records which again is Martin, you know, shows Martin's energy for things I mean he's, he's so enthusiastic and so yeah. kind of into things and pushes, yeah. it, pushes us all all the time yeah. you know so I think I wasn't I, you know no, it wasn't no, a slight it wasn't taken <laughs> you know what I mean we, I mean, we, I mean the, the, when, when they first saw Punk Supergroup Baz and Paul were just sort of horrified <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking personally, I've never been worried about the term punk. I wouldn't have been worried if it would have been called a rock thing or anything. I mean, I, yeah. none of it bothers me, the sort of labels thing. It's just, yeah. you know, that's just music that you like. Mm. Um, but I think, again, what I mentioned in the, in the review was you, you took quite a brave step of actually, I said, work, you've obviously got the album, which we'll talk about. You release the album and you go on this tour. And then it became apparent that you were just wingmen and yeah. you were doing the album yeah. as a whole. And there was a few surprises along the way. Yeah, sure. Quite a brave move, because at no point did you ever say, oh, we're going to play New Rose or Babylon's Burning or... Golden Brown or whatever, yeah, yeah, sure. And I think it was made quite... I think you did make it quite clear to people that... Not don't turn up expecting that, but I think it was clear. But I still think it was a brave move to do that, because you're producing gigs and this album totally new. Yeah. Debut album, and you're touring it and playing that... And I can only talk again from seeing you at the Islington Academy and also the re- reviews that I've heard from people online, but I think it, it seemed to go down a storm, didn't it? We, people we, embraced it. We were know? so pleased. I mean, we, we had, I would say we had no idea how it was going to go. That would be, that would be wrong to say that. We were optimistic that people would, uh, would get it, for want of a better term. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I, I don't always look at all the Facebook things now because it can be a, a little bit distressing. <laughs> But um, I saw when, when the tour was first announced, there were people saying things like, "Right, you know, we're going to hear, like you say, Babylon. Are we going? Are we going to hear? Uh, um, uh, what's, sometimes, you know, whichever track you're in, neat, 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 you know." Yeah. And then it kind of got a bit more polarised, and people were saying, "Well, you know, Paul's on the Black Album. Surely they're going to play Wait for the Blackout, you know?" Yeah. Well, interesting point, you know. Yeah. And so once we, when we started thinking about how we were going to do it, we, we, we obviously we've got a ten track album and. You wouldn't really... I mean, it's very hard to play the whole of an album. Mm. And there was an original idea that we would play, say, side one, then maybe play a cover or two, and then, mm-hmm. or maybe play a couple of songs from the bands and things like that, and yeah. then play side two through, you know. And that got kind of... That morphed into what we eventually did. Um, so the covers came out in the conversation a lot of the time. There were ideas for things. Um, Marty, I think, suggested Hang On To Yourself by Bowie because he said, it, yeah, you could play some slide on it and it would suit our sound. Baz came up with the model by Kraftwerk, yeah, but, a, but yeah. a somewhat different stab at it. I know yeah. a few people have done that, but, but he had such, yeah, a, yeah, he had such a great way of singing yeah. it that we just thought, well, come yeah. on, we've got, we've got to put this in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Martin suggested Long Black Veil, the Stranglers song as well, although, although Baz, I think Baz wrote that, you know, the, the Stranglers yeah. write the songs, but Baz was the main writer on it. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, he said, yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to sing that. And we, and we debated that a little bit, because... Because it was kind of the equivalent of, say, me doing Kill the Pain, for example. You know, it's yeah, a song yeah, that I'm yeah. on the recording of yeah. by, by, by the, the parent band or whatever yeah. word you want to use. But I thought, but, you know, we, we, we thought about a lot of that. And, and Baz sang it great, you know, brilliantly. The, 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 the googly was do anything you want to do. Because originally, originally, dear listener, it can be now be told that we were, we were considering doing teenage depression. And Baz right. really wanted to do it. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, real yeah. total rock out kind of yeah. Eddie and Hot Rods meet, meet early quo kind of real, real garagey version of it, you know. And I, 
as I remember it, we, we kind of started looking at that. Because we, we, when I say looking at it, we were all doing our homework before we got together to, to rehearse. Cause, because although we'd recorded the album, the, the songs weren't recorded with any live performance in mind. So, mm. speaking personally, I had to go back to the album and learn the songs again. Yeah. I think, like, how did that go? So Baz came up with this idea for Teenage Depression. And then one day, you know, the email came round from Paul. Listen, why don't we just do, do anything you want to do? You know, it's a great song. People love it. I'm on the record, you know. Yeah, and it was I, a totally legitimate cover yeah, it, it was a good choice. Because I think, as I said, we, as we mentioned there, you did throw in a few covers. Not the ones you would expect, which was quite no. good. Um, Iggy Pop or the Stooges. Um, which, which Paul suggested. Mark Bolan, T-Rex. Yeah. Bolan, which I think Baz came up with that. Um, but that was a that was a great favourite of mine. Yeah. I, t- I took I took that immediately, yeah. and it was a chance to play some bonkers slide guitars, which I was never going to miss. The album had only been released really before you went on tour. Was it pretty much the week before, a couple of weeks before? Absolutely, it was very very tight. We did a sort of a launch event um, in the middle of December, and there were literally only a, a, there were enough copies for the people that went yeah. to it. It was right on the wire. Yeah. There's still no vinyl, sadly. Um, but but it, it's, it was really tight that we'd have them even for the tour. Um, and, and faced with this idea that um, we were going to go out and play an hour of unfamiliar music, um, yeah. or 40 odd minutes of unfamiliar music. I mean, there's, there's other songs we've recorded, there's a song called Turn to Stone, which, which is actually me singing, which is a distressing yeah. concept in oh, itself. Right. Okay. But that's the B side of a single that's about to come out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're putting down in the hole out as a single, and Turn to Stone's yeah. on the B side. And, um, and, and Martin particularly said, well, why, why don't we do that live? And, and I think my answer, apart from the fact that I was probably a bit nervous of singing live, was um, there's enough unreleased, unknown music already. Mm. And we thought, yeah, we've got, to, we've got to be a little bit careful here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and because we're not playing safe, we're not playing Babylon, we're not playing yeah. New Rose or whatever, you know. Um, so it, it all kind of sort of started to coalesce if you like and this is but this we're only talking about November time now and I was on tour with, with Ruts DC I mean I was learning this stuff on off days in hotel rooms and these so I'd have me sitting on the end of my bed with an unplugged guitar learning playing along with a iPod you know it was it was quite touch and go yeah. that we were doing this you know and then we eventually had uh, we had three days rehearsal well two and a half days by the time we set up yeah. Um, and we'd all done a lot of homework to, to, to get it to a stage that we got oh, it yeah. to. But somewhere around this time, Rob appeared on the scene. Yeah. How did that? Well, let's talk about Rob. But let's yeah. before we do that, so, let's. You mentioned the, the new single that you're releasing, which will oh, yeah. out soon on white. Is it white vinyl? Um, uh, I think I must admit, I, yeah. Vinyl, or, um, it's, 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 no one releases black vinyl records. No, anymore, not anymore, do they? Do they? No, I was, no, I've, 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 I've the used to, I used to like them. Yeah. Yeah, they're more rare now than coloured vinyl. Yeah, it's like, it's like unsigned uh, yeah. wingman albums are pretty yeah, yeah, rare compared yeah. to... Anyway, nothing But Well, let's hear it. Let's hear the, the single, which is available to pre-order now. And this is Down in the Hole by Wingman.
Love it, and um, yeah. So we mentioned Rob Coombs, um, yes. who wasn't on the album. No. Uh, obviously, he's been playing with Supergrass keyboards for, for some while now. Ninety-seven or something. I think long time. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't on the album. No. Just for the live dates. But let's let's go into the album itself because this this was interesting because this was a lockdown project, wasn't very it? Much so, yeah. yeah, very much so. So it just so tell us about for people that don't know how you these four disparate members of various bands decided to get together and, and do this album. Okay. Um, the funny thing I've done about you, but thinking back to lockdown now, it's very difficult to tell when things happened in it. Uh, it went into, yeah, went into yeah. suspended in an animation. Yeah, didn't yeah, it, yeah. I think sometime towards the end of 2020 or was it early 2021 (laughs) I got a text message from Marty and it was very simple it just said something like hello mate how are you doing have you got five minutes for a chat and I sort of sent back you know thinking that it would be nice to talk to anybody on earth (laughs) but Marty's a lovely fellow and it would be great to speak to him see how he's doing and I sent back, you know, yeah, great, I'm here now. And I think I'd only just sent the message and the phone went, you know. Hello, all right. Yeah, yeah. We got talking. I said, what's up? He said, well, I've just been talking to Paul Gray. So, name dropping, you know. Yeah. Now, of course, Martin had played on uh, the Sensible Grey Cells album. Yes, yeah, so uh, Get great. back into a great album, fantastic yeah. record. Quite a psychedelic sort Brilliant of... record, though, isn't yeah. it? Re- really yeah. good. And, and that was um, with him, Paul Gray and Captain Sensible. That's correct. Yeah. three shots. Yeah. Which is out on Damaged Goods Records. It is, and, and, and uh, highly recommended. Bit of a classic, uh, I think. And he said, well, you know, obviously no one's doing much at the moment. <laughs> um, but he's got a few songs that, uh, you know, Damned aren't doing anything with. And I got talking to him. We're, all, we're both a bit fed up. And we thought, why don't we, you know, put, put a group together in, 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 in lockdown, you know. And uh, your name's come up on guitar, which I was very flattered and quite amazed by. And he said, would you be interested? And it's the Black Adder gag, isn't it? I don't know, let me think about it. I've thought about it, it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> you know, of course I'm interested. You know, I'm not going much on at the moment, you know. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, great. And he said, well, you know, his idea would be, I'll send you some songs, maybe you could put some guitar on them, we'll kind of put some tracks together. Yeah. So, great. He said, right, uh, well, what about a singer then? And I, in my naivety, I thought I thought there was going to be like a kind of Paul solo album almost, you know, because he yeah. said he had these songs. Yeah. And he sings three or four songs on the Sensible Grey Cells album, really good. Um, and he said, well, you know, why don't we put together a kind of, you know, imaginary group kind of thing, you know, which, which I thought brilliant, like being in the Monkees or something, it's great, just, <laughs> yeah. just what I'm looking for, you know. The Monkees are brilliant, they weren't imaginary, but, well, they kind of were, weren't they, you know, well, okay. but you know what I mean. Yeah. And without thinking, I said, well, if I could get anybody to be in a group with, to, to play guitar with, it would be Baz from Stranglers. And Martin went, you know, great, phone him up. And I said, I can't phone him up, you know, I can't just phone, phone a Strangler. He said, well, I've just phoned, you know, yeah, just phone him up. Okay. So at this point, I get quite shy, as I always do in life. And I sat there for about a day and a half writing a text message, which I've probably still got on the phone somewhere, you know. Hi, Baz. In a high voice. Hi, Baz. Lee from Bats DC here. I've just been talking to... And I did this massive thing with loads of disclaimers, you know. If you're not interested, just let me know. You know, I won't be offended. It'll but, be it, but, it, but you know, and, and anyway, what's going to happen, you know? God knows how this is going to work. And anyway, love you, you know, Lee. Lee, <laughs> your friend at the moment, until you've read this, Lee from Bats DC. I sent the message. 
and absolutely nothing happened for I think about a day and a half or whatever it was and I woke up one morning and Baz had sent a, a, a message at about three in the morning which is what he does and I got, he, 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 he I don't exactly tell me off but in, in the uh, Viva La Rock interview that came out I said it was influent Baz and by that I mean it, it just sounded like him talking so enthusiastic really into it and of course I'd love to be involved you know I too have not much on at the moment. You know? <laughs> yeah, there's not many gigs in the book, you know. Um, let's talk later on. So I phoned him up later on, or we phoned me, I can't remember which. And we were on the phone for ages. And I said, well, look, you know, it's Paul Gray and Marty, and, you know, it's me and you. The idea would be to sort of, you know, send ideas for songs around and build up some tracks and just see where it takes us. And if nothing else, it gives us something to do. You know, we're all, mm. we're all going a bit crackers, you know. Yeah. Now, in my naivety, I assumed that Paul and Baz must have met. I thought the Stranglers and the Dan must have been on a bill somewhere, mm. and they must have yeah. met, but they'd never met. Because yeah. you, you knew Baz, obviously, from Rusty and Stranglers. That's right, yeah, we, we toured together. I knew, I knew Martin sort of around and about. I think I saw him in Case all those years ago, and I'd always known him on and off throughout yeah. the years. And Paul I'd met three or four times with the Damned, around the Damned, kind of, you know, we, yes. did, a, we did a BBC uh, Steve Lamack. Uh, Christmas special, punk special yeah. thing with him. But anyway, we, oh, I'd met Paul two or three times and we always got on well, you know, just just quick chat. Yeah. Oh, I'd done that Eddie and the Hot Rods thing, the, the Barry's last gig with the Hot Rods. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. I was lucky enough to play a couple of songs at that. So I'd sort of met him around, yeah. but Paul and Baz certainly hadn't met. So we did, again, remember we were in lockdown, so we arranged a Zoom meeting. Um, and there we all were. Suddenly, the four of us on the screen together, and everybody got on really well. Lo- loads, of, loads of uh, gags and self-deprecating uh, yeah. asides to everybody, yeah. and all that yeah. kind of thing. And we said, right. And so Paul said, okay. Well, I've got half a dozen song ideas. Let's set up one of these Dropbox things, whatever it is you do these days. I'll start sending them round. See what you think. And of course, he sent them round, and of course, they're great. And down in the hole was one of them. I would if I could. Yeah. But they were sketches of songs. Well, we, yeah. all, we all worked on the songs a bit. But he, they, they were, you know, he'd written sort of the main parts of four or five songs. At which point, you know, these arrived and we all started emailing and, and what have you. At which point, Baz suddenly piped up with, well, I've got a song that could fit in with this. Uh, I'll send it round. And it was Brits. Early oh, version of Brits. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, well, suddenly it's, it's, we're off, aren't we, at that point?
Martin had been doing some writing with Richard Coppin, uh, better known to you and I as uh, Dick Crippen. Oh, from Temple uh, Tudor. Tudor, who he produced the album. Who runs? He, yeah, he sort of co-produced it with us. Um, yeah, at Panther Studios, which he runs, and he'd written some material together. One of which was "Don't Look Back," which we recorded but didn't make it onto the album. Oh. But we played it on the tour, yeah. um, which was a great song. Yeah, it, it will emerge shortly. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, so Martin, uh, Martin had about three or four tracks, but that one kind of rose to the top. And we, we, I remember we put the, I think we put the middle section in and, you know, changed it around a bit. I put the wow, the dive-bombing guitar riff on the start and all that, you know. And, and, and I thought, well, I'd better have a go as well. Mm. And I had a few song ideas knocking about. And I came up with a song called Turn to Stone, which is going to be the B-side of the Down in the Hole yeah. single. But, so yeah. all these songs started coming in. Yeah. And then we, we, we thought, well, how are we going to do this? Well, because all the songs have been recorded at home, they're all recorded either to a click track or to a, mm. a basic drum beat, like a kind of 4-4 you know, four, four drum beat, whatever it might so be. So how, how is Martin involved in this, though? Uh, well, Martin... a lockdown? Yeah, now, well, we started swapping all these songs around, and traditionally, of course, you, you, the drums tend to be the first thing that's recorded, or the band yes. plays live. Yeah. Well, what we did in, with this case, we came up with the idea that if we got, say, three or four songs to the point where they needed drums on them, yeah. he could then go in the studio and put the drums on. Remotely, on his own? Just... Yeah. yeah. And oh, okay. So actually, yeah. I went down to Panther in Rygate because I was the nearest, other person nearest to the studio, hmm. and we took, I think we had four or five songs ready to go. I think Brits was definitely one of them. I would if I could. Turn to Stone was on there. Yeah, there was about four or five songs, and he put, we set it up, blasting away as if we were playing in the room with him, and he, yeah. he played drums, like live drums to a recorded track, if that yeah. makes sense. So they're but that, not programmed. But that was as you, when you were reco- after the lockdown when you were recording the album. No, this was in one of those kind of oh, the gaps, gaps in the, oh, in the I lockdown. See. Okay, I see. So we'd all sent in guitar and bass parts. Baz oh, had put okay. some vocals in. I'd done a bit. Yeah, we'd all done a few bits and pieces. Yeah. They were then all sent to Panther. I see. Okay. And yeah. then we put. Then I went in there with, with, with yeah, I got Martin because yeah, yeah. I was just wondering how he must have been so frustrated, Martin, if he's yeah. sitting there listening to all these absolutely, yeah, all these sort of. Tracks that are going backwards and forwards. Yeah, absolutely. Real yeah, drums on, you know. and and so he then we then did like four or five. He put four or five drum tracks on, and at that point the band still hadn't all met. It was still being oh, done all virtually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was a momentous occasion when we uh, arranged a, a, a session at Panther where we could all make it. It was one of those gaps. This will be kind of gosh, hard to remember. Is it <laughs> spring or summer, twenty twenty one? Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit later in the year, but it was in 2021 at some point where it opened yeah. up a little bit. And um, down we all went to the studio in Rygate, all met up, hurrah, listened to the tracks and started doing, you know, putting a few little overdubs on, rough mixes, etc., etc. Repaired to the public house opposite for pizza and uh, a couple of pints. Went back, did a bit more work, then had a jolly up in the pub all night, st- stayed locally, and kind of all really got to know each other, yeah. and all got on great. Yeah. So we, 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 in many ways, we'd actually managed to record several tracks without ever meeting. Okay, so you, did, you decided to keep a lot of the original recordings that you've done? You Pretty much all. Them. You didn't, yeah, well, you I mean, didn't redo them all live? No. Um, Baz has a home studio that he worked in. Paul, I think, works on a you know a Mac or whatever it was with Garage Band. I think he works with Logic actually. And I'm the, the, the kind of sick anemic cousin of the recording world. I've, I've just got um, Garage Band on an iPad. Yeah. So I bought an interface yeah. and um, yeah. worked hard <laughs> getting some sounds up. And then we started uh, 
to build up, you know, a catalogue, if you will. Mm. You know, more songs were added all the time. We recorded a couple of cover versions to get the, the sound of things a oh, bit. So you've had uh, recorded something. So there's yeah, some extra but we'll see it, but I may or may not ah, tell right, you what okay. those are later. Well, I, um, think, I think what was interesting for me is that the keyboards were, on the album, are quite a big part of it. Yeah, um, I do think for me they, they elevate the, the whole record. I, mean, I think that, um, but you just that was just Baz and Paul, was it, or did you add some? No, that was, that, was, no was that was no. On, on the record, who was um, playing the keyboard? It's very much. It's, um, were all of you just adding bits and pieces? Paul and Baz play the keys. Um, I'm not a keyboard player. I can sort of hold chords and things. Um, so to give you an example again, Mary go round. Paul sent that round as a piano piece, and it was literally oh, really? like I came up with this yesterday afternoon. Is it worth pursuing? Yeah, yeah. And Baz, yeah, just he just emailed it to all of us. I'm going to listen to it strumming along. That's quite nice. And Baz replied with, "Oh yes, I've got something for that, or something like you know, real proper positive, real yes. Don't throw that one away. I I've got something." I remember Paul sent back something like, "Okay, well give me give me you know a week and a half and I'll play it properly, you know, whatever it was he put, you know." And uh, he sent a version of the piano round, which then Baz put a, a, a vocal idea on, sent it round, what do you think yeah. of this? Yeah, that sounds great. I've got a guitar riff, and that's me doing some of the yeah. jangly yeah. stuff. Right. And then the last thing that would have gone on would have been the draft of the drums. Right, yeah. interesting way of working. So well, yeah. let, with that in mind, bearing in mind that that was just like a piano piece, let's hear Merry Go Round from Wingman Album. And I said that we're talking about the keyboards um, yes. being such an integral part of the 
of the sound. You decided to get Rob Coombs from Supergrass, as we touched on, yeah. to tour, and he's now become the official fifth member. Is that correct? Is Incredible, he... isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, what a top man, lovely chap. I'd never met yeah. him before. I've seen him play in Supergrass, and he's a bit of a wizard. Mm. Yes, well, this came. <laughs> this is back to this, uh, as, as we were saying, very hastily arranged tour. Mm. The idea for live shows came up in kind of kind of last spring summer. They were spoken about first, but it was very much along the lines of, well, how how are we going to do that? Well, it's obviously got to fit in with what we do. We can't start, you know, taking out time and whatever unless we know that that time is available. We can't just say to the strangers, you can't tour them or us can't tour them. <laughs> but we were um, again. I remember a very very enthusiastic message from Paul came round. All of you watch the Supergrass set at Glastonbury. That keyboard player is our man. <laughs> and it literally just said that in big letters on a WhatsApp or email or whatever it was. So I thought, all right, it's on the iPlayer. And, I mean, they were great. They're a great band, aren't they? Yeah. The classic yeah. classic English pop band for me. You know, yeah. As good as oh, any. Yeah. yeah, great, great, great. Yeah. And there he was, the, the, the wizard himself at the back, pumping on your stereo, yeah. you know, off he went. And... Uh, did, did, did this Zoom thing again that's our man said Paul he fit in perfect I love the way he plays brilliant uh, how do we get him you know at which point Baz went well um, our sound man Louis is now out with Supergrass he's their sound man and Baz had previously bought a guitar off Gaz Coombs yeah. so there was a bit of a connection he said I reckon I could I can find him you know yeah. so, so again in this weird synchronicity that this has come together with yeah about a week later, the, the message came through. I found Rob, he's really interested. Yeah. Let's get him on the Zoom, you know, <laughs> all that kind of thing, you know. And well, so he, he, I mean, it is, it is great, because I think it, it, it really adds to the, the, the album being played live. I think it really works live as well, because having the keyboards, again, is a big, I think, a big part of it, you know. Yeah, I think it would have been hard to do some of the songs without it. I mean, yeah. with, 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 with live versions of songs, you, you, you know, in, in many ways, you find yourself working out how you can play it in the format that you've got. Yeah. I mean, case in point is on the last Ruts DC tour we played Poison Games from Counterculture yeah. which has got funnily enough a keyboard yeah, part a on it track, yeah. and it's got quite a lot of guitar, guitar ideas from me yeah. and we you know it's back to that thing where you, you adopt a mentality that says we'll, we're going to play a live version of this how can we do it um, and I think we did a good live version of that mm. it's one of my favourites yeah, yeah, it's probably my favourite it's, it's one of the best on the album I think it's probably my favourite yeah. track on the album so there we go
there would have been a way of working out how to play the songs because there always is. Yeah. But when the chance to work to work with Rob came up, that was unmissable, wasn't it? You know, someone of that oh, yeah. status and, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. ability. Gosh, we, and we he seems to really embraced it as well, didn't he? And, um, he was a lovely chap, great character, um, very um, almost unaware of his of his kind of state, status in the scheme of things. As yeah. you say, he's been in Supergrass for twenty five years or getting up yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. Played on loads of great records, mm. done done gigs, massive gigs. You know, he did, he did the Wembley Taylor Hawkins tribute. Oh really? Well, of course he did. You know, he went. Oh, we only did three songs. Is it three songs more than I will ever play at Wembley Stadium? Rob, well done. Well, you, know. you never know. You know. And I think one thing that I think has really become apparent is you all seem to get along. There was a great chemistry, and I think at the live shows that really came across well. And I think that, which is why you've got this great rapport with the crowd. And I think on stage you've got a good chemistry, and I think you've got a good chemistry with the audience, and it looks. I think, like myself, like I mentioned in my review, is that you look like you were having as much fun as we were. Yeah. And I, I love Baz's quote that I saw him reading when he said, there's, there's usually at least one twat in every band, but with wingmen there aren't any. <laughs> well, there you go. I but mean, how much longer, you don't know, but I mean, <laughs> at this sort of lovely, innocent time, you're all getting on, and it was so nice to see that, because, you, you know, I think it, yeah. at the gigs, the fact that you weren't playing any songs that many people, or hardly anybody knew, because the album had only been out a couple of weeks... You weren't playing all your old hits. You were relying on the one, the quality of the album and the new songs, and you were relying on the way you did the set list, which I think was planned really well. Yeah, but there was no, right there was no sort of dropouts or dull bits or boring bits. And I think the chemistry was was so important between all of you. Oh, well, that's great to hear you say that. I mean, when, when, when you're on stage, you don't know. I mean, you, you know, you've been in bands, and, and, and anybody, I think, who's in bands or actors or whatever, it's very hard to tell when you're on a stage. The stage is an odd place. It's, it's a, it can be a very insular place, and can be, which is weird because you're playing out to people, but that, that kind of enclave that you're in can be quite hard to, to judge how things are going. And we've all done gigs where you think... God, it was like playing to a brick wall, and people talk to you afterwards and say, "Well, we weren't clapping because we were stunned." Mm, mm. You know, it was amazing or whatever. You know, it's a fantastic mm. feeling when people say that. But yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you often don't know. You're the last person to know because you're you're too busy, I suppose. And also, you know, in, in the eye of the hurricane, it's calm. You well, know, well, I think it, it might yeah. be interesting to say that. I just do think that well, you did look like you were all enjoying it and having fun, and there was a chemistry, and I think that really did. Seem to come across. Yeah, I mean, really I had a great well. time. I mean, I don't mind a bit now. Yeah. I, I think none, none of us came off, you know, saying like, "God, what was that all yeah. about?" You know, it was a really good feeling. You'll always get shows that that, that feel better than others. Oh yeah, of course. This is inevitable. There'd be something wrong if you didn't, if you know what I mean. But I, I think that that really was apparent. And, I, and the, the thing was, what made me laugh was that I'd only heard the album a couple of days before I saw you, right. and yet I was down the right at the front, and all around me were like a load of fans wearing wingmen t-shirts singing every word to every song of, of the album and I just thought this is wow this is amazing this is this has really got something here it really did and take it, off very quickly no pun intended no but it, it yeah okay. and I, you know, I said great this is a real community here people are really friendly mm. there's a lot there was and then I noticed there's a wing nuts Oh, which is a Facebook group yeah. and a, a fans, which is now I've noticed today is up to about one thousand, nearly one thousand five hundred or is whatever it? people. Oh, wow! They've even organised a get together. I believe so. Yes, I believe that's which is going to be trying to It's going to be on March the twenty fifth at Triangle Cafe in Greenwich. Yes, I believe it is. Yes. So if you're a wingman's 
not found and you want to go along and meet social I mean they might as well set up a dating site or something as well you know and be done with it there's there's an almost grim inevitability about that isn't there yes I believe there is an an incident taking place um, which I don't think I'm going to be able to attend because I've got something else on which is great um, and then then someone's going to do a fanzine uh, an old school fanzine about the band so suddenly you've got this really great community and fan base as you said which has kind of exploded a couple of months it's it's been quite a remarkable thing to see it really has been a really, and, I, and I'm just—I'm glad I was there to, to, to witness at least one of the shows. You know, I was tempted to get down to Brighton on the last day, but I couldn't make it. Well, I'm a bit offended that you didn't. Yeah, but it was a long drive. Yeah. There. But no, it's, it's been great to um, to see this sort of evolving, and and I'm guessing that from where you're talking, this is this has got legs. This is this is going to be something you're going to be dabbling with. Obviously, in between your busy schedule. Yes, and I mean this. This is now where the, in many ways, the the the, the, the other side comes into it. Um, as you say, we, we you have a successful tour, and what you would tend to do then is try to do more. Yeah. We can't do that. Um, Paul's about Paul's committed to several months of work with the band. Uh, Baz, obviously, with the Stranglers. Uh, Rust DC have just announced uh, last night. We've announced mm. a batch of dates for May, and, and there's more to come. We're working on a new acoustic album at the moment, which should be out in the summer. There's hopefully an acoustic tour after that. We'll do some more shows later in the year. You know, it's mm. going to be hard to fit anything any more live work in. But the I intent is there. Isn't it? The, the intent is definitely there. Well, the intent is there also to do some more recording, uh, in the respect that we have oh, kind okay. of perfected the art of recording without being in the same room together. Oh yeah, now you've done this. <laughs> so there's talk now of other songs starting to appear, and we can all work on them remotely. Of course, we can work on them while we're on tour. We can work on them at home in gaps. And again, maybe Martin will then be sent to the ivory tower that is Panther Studios to (laughs) To to make the drums. And who knows what we can come out with. Certainly the intention is to play some more shows before the end of the year. Where and when those shows are, I don't know yet. And it would be wrong to speculate. Yeah, I I think that's great. But I think most fans will be chuffed to hear that there are... It's not not just... You know, there is the intent to do it. And we'll all keep an eye out on on the news. um, Oh, well, that's interesting to know. And and one song that I, I... mentioned in my review is Don't Look Back yeah which for me was the song of the, the night and it wasn't even on the album and I know I hadn't even heard it before no is this going to be is this going to appear and when I saw there was a new single coming out I thought oh great they're going to release it as a single well, but I thought we were going to release it as a single but that's, <laughs> I thought it was going to be that return to stone is, are we going to see this appear in it will appear at some form in the not too distant future um I'm going to be honest and say I'm not sure what form at the moment yeah. and possibly a yeah. single later in the year possibly uh, in another format um, I don't know the full story on that yet yeah. uh, there's ideas oh, okay. but, but there's Something also but as I say there's also ideas to, to record some more so that may come out maybe an EP yeah. who knows oh, you know, if we could get a few more songs together which I think we're perfectly capable of doing yeah. um, I mean I should say that there were songs that we didn't finish for this one mm. um, tend to think that if they won't finish perhaps they're not finished for a reason and, <laughs> like the, you know, the unreleased tracks <laughs> some, some, yeah, just because yeah. the track is unreleased does not make it a classic yeah, by yeah, any yeah, yeah. Yeah, quite often they fall by the wayside for a very good reason well I'm really pleased that Wingman is, is taken off it's just been great I'm, I'm, you've said taken off now as well oh yeah sorry I was a I didn't mean oh. <laughs> but it, as I said you go into Smith's it's everywhere you, I mean I was coming back from the football the other night driving back put the radio on BBC Radio Berkshire played Oh What a Carry On did <laughs> brilliant like, this is fantastic wow you, know? you don't so, think that's going to happen you know? that's great. Now, let's hear it let's hear 
Oh, what a character. Oh, this is a great this, is a, this was now, just as a bit of interest, this was the, the final track recorded for it. Oh, right. Yeah. Paul came up with this right near the end of the sessions. So predominantly a Paul song um, about the evils of Brexit. Um, I remember he'd give, he, he, he sent us the demo and I phoned him up and said, well, I might get my telecaster out and do a sort of low-rent Wilco impression. He went, that's exactly <laughs> what I want from you. Yeah. So he did that. I did that. Baz added a magnificent vocal, very yeah, funny, yeah, yeah, and, uh, and we all kind of chipped in a few ideas here and there. And, and that's got horns on it as well, which is kind of yeah. cool. So, yeah, so I want to carry on. It's yeah. a lot of people's favourite. It was great live. It was great to play live yes, as well. It was a real, really well, yeah. real uh, uh, good track live. Yeah, so yeah, 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 let's let's have a listen. Swingmen and oh, what a carry on. Lee, that, that's, that's great to hear about Wingmen, and um, so please do check out the Facebook group and the Facebook page. Look out for the new single, which is out for pre-order now. And I know you just quickly mentioned their Ruts DC, but I, I can't leave without um, talking about the good news that you've just announced a new tour. That's right, yes. Um, Counterculture Part 2. Yeah. Well, Faces in the Sky, I think it was originally called, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's going to take place... Uh, uh, We've got ten shows in May, I think, and, yes. and we're off the beaten track. We, we have um, 
There's no London show. There's no. We basically tried to do the shows that we didn't do last time. So we couldn't yeah. get a Manchester show before Christmas. Couldn't get a Brighton show, etc., etc. So the, yeah. and, and we've gone. Uh, we've gone off piste with uh, the likes of uh, the yeah. Georgian Theatre in Stockton, which is a lovely venue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to Dunfermline, which I'm really looking forward to. That's oh, going to be great. Skeets country. Absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah. The, well, I think the first Ruts show in, in in Scotland ever was in Dunfermline. It's gone oh, into right. kind of. Uh, I think it was. The, was it the Kinema or Kinema? Yeah. They call it, and that's got into folklore up there, from what I can yeah, gather. Yeah, yeah, Approximately yeah. four and a half million people were there, from what I can gather, talking yeah. to people up there. Don't they? Well, it's funny because when I saw the tour dates announced, yeah. there was no London show, and there was no, no nowhere near me. And I, I said to you, and I said, jokingly, I said, "What? No London, no Slough." And then he said, oh, sorry. And then suddenly, lo and behold, you're playing in Reading. In Reading, yes. Well, that yes. was... Um, uh, uh, the, the poster I saw the day before said Dover, so that came in very late. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's yes, great. There's, so, there's um, a Reading show. So Brighton, Portsmouth. Um, yeah, we're going to get out and about again. Excellent. It's always great to play. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to, as I say, a little bit off the beaten track, but Counterculture Part 2. Um, and we just started Electroacoustic Volume 2, so we're looking to finish oh, that yeah, by the end of March. Yeah, we're not recording that at the moment. We're recorded uh, 10 new backing tracks at Pat Collier's studio in South London, Pat from yeah. the Vibrators of course yeah. Yeah. and um, that should be out hopefully for Rebellion in the summer, at least on CD yeah. and we might do an acoustic tour after that Oh, great. Yeah, it's all going, isn't it? And then hopefully some more dates towards the end of the year. Hopefully going to Europe. Well, now's the yeah. time. And Electroacoustic was, of course, a great record you released, which is just like reworked versions of the old classics. Yeah. And also, uh, uh, all throughout the Ruts and Ruts DC career, wasn't it? It wasn't just like the old songs. It was, yeah, we came right up to date. did yeah. Psychic Attack and... Kill the Pain was on it, I think, wasn't it? Oh, Destroy. Yeah. yeah, and I think it worked really, really well, didn't it? So are you doing the set for Volume 2? Is it the same same theory that you're Similar types of things, yeah. There's, there's a couple of old Ruts numbers on it. Um, there's we've, we've recorded a few songs. We've started recording a few reworked versions of a few of the counterculture songs. They won't necessarily all go on it, because they're quite recent. Oh, OK, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there's some interesting goes at those. There's a couple of other less obvious ones from the past. Oh, I won't, right, I won't okay. give too much away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly because I'm not sure what will get through the slalom ride that is the recording <laughs> sessions, or are the recording sessions. Yeah. But we've got about 14 or 15 songs to choose from. Um, as I say, a couple of obscurities, yeah. a couple of obvious ones, but I won't say what they are. You can probably well, work it out from what wasn't yeah, on there. Yeah, what wasn't on there. Well, I was just looking, I mean, because on, on volume one, you had you know, Music Might Destroy, Kill the Pain, in a rut, yep. West One, something that like I said, HIs, Babylon's Burning, Psychic Attack. Sounds and like we've moved, more, used all the killers up, doesn't oh, it? Yeah, but, uh, there'll be a few missed. other ones in the yeah. way. There's, there's an obvious omission there, but I'll leave you to work out what that is. Yeah. So on, on the first album, on the first volume, what, what did you, which one did you like playing acoustic? Which one did you think was? Well? I thought they all it came over really, really well. You know, sometimes you think when you know, it's like an acoustic version of the, the songs, it doesn't work. But I, th I think it was a great record. Yeah, we were really pleased with that. I mean, we really rethought those songs well, I thought. Um, well, again, the last one that we I remember we recorded for that was Music Must Destroy, and we'd struggled to get an acoustic version of that to work. Hmm. And right on the last bit of the last day, Dave said, right, I've got this idea. Imagine it played like Give Peace a Chance, hmm. which the original, that's really DC recording, is nothing like, is it? Yeah. And he did this... Dum -dum 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 
I sort of instead of, instead of give Peter a chance with a hip hop drum beat. <laughs> I said, yeah, of course it is. And he did great roughy beat as he always yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. And I went junge, junge, and we were away. Yeah. And we kind of that's like the last one we did for the for that album. And yeah. funnily enough, we managed almost the same with an old Ruts classic this time. But I won't tell you what that is. Uh, teasing us, teasing us. Well, something there's lots to look forward to then, isn't there, for yeah, Wingman and Ruts? Hopefully, yes. DC fans. So, well, let's play out on. Music Must Destroy, the Electra acoustic version. Oh, yeah, that's a big favourite. Yeah, like great. I'd just like to say thanks very much, Lee. Great to see you again, as always. And, oh, um, do, I'm glad it's all going very swimmingly for you. Well, thanks for all the work you do. It's fantastic, mate. Yeah, great. Appreciate it. Take care. Cheers. Cheers, mate.